0: He and his wife, Kate, are co-pastors of a church I attended. What makes me a fan is the humility in which he conducts himself. Plus, he makes God beautiful, which is the best thing I can say about anyone. In our conversation, we talk about the woman who inspires him to burst out of his progressive bubble, whether he actually has an embarrassing tattoo, and why The Lord of the Rings is his favorite movie. I hardly know where to start to convey the deep admiration I have for today's Believe guest, Colby Martin. It's funny how things go and how he got on my radar in the first place. I saw his name a couple of times in our local newspaper, which led me to read his first book, Unclobbered, which led me to attend the church he and his wife, Kate, co pastor. This was done virtually because it was right at the height of the pandemic. As I deconstructed my faith, Colby answered my many questions with thoughtful patience and heartfelt understanding that still move me today. I can't wait to have this conversation. Welcome to the show, Colby.
2: Oh my goodness, you didn't (laughs) warn me there was going to be such a lovely introduction. Oh, hi, Rochelle.
0: (laughs) How could I not take that opportunity to tell you what I have, I have said before in emails, but still it bears redundancy, bears repeating. It bears repeating. Is there anything you want the listeners to know before we get started?
2: Well, there's a lot that I want listeners (laughs) to know. (laughs) No. What do you mean? Like just about me for anything. Okay.
0: There's no wrong answers here.
2: Oh, there's no. Okay. Um, I want listeners to know if they've never shopped at Aldi, it is a grocery store I highly recommend. And why is that? I love Aldi. (laughs) Uh, It's not for everybody, but they uh, are—they're like a a German They're like a German company, so it's just very no nonsense. You walk in, it's stark. Like they don't even take the produce out of the boxes. The boxes just sort of sit there on the (laughs) shelves. They have a very like specifically curated stock of items. Uh, and I just find them, it's easy to get in, quick to get in, quick to get out. The checkout registers are, are fast. The quality of food, I find to be fantastic. So if you live in St. Well, actually they, they're all over the world, but uh, I, I discovered one recently at a, by our old house. And hey, if you haven't checked out Aldi, you got to do okay. it at least three times though, Rochelle, because the first okay. two, I think are going to throw people off that okay. walk in and like, uh, what just I happened i don't know where to go i don't know what to do i have to pay a quarter for a cart no you don't pay you just sort of insert a quarter to get a cart to use and then you get your quarter back and that's just part of one of the many oh ways to keep the gosh, prices down It yeah. does
0: sound like a really great adventure <laughs> okay three times i gotta go the, three times the
2: prices are amazing so okay. you'll get so much food for 20 bucks
0: Wow. All right. That starts it for go. today. What three <laughs> words would you use to describe yourself, Colby? Oof. All
2: right. So I knew this question was coming and it was very difficult for me, Michelle. <laughs> not because I'm a man of few words, like I I, I talk a lot. I talk too much. Word, the finding the words is not the problem. I think it's trying to think, wait, are there any words that actually help describe me I don't know that's just really that was challenging for me but here's what I came up with okay. so I didn't want to show up empty-handed okay. so number one the first word is improve I am a constant I have a neurosis to constantly improve Ooh. things all nothing is like good enough as is so okay. this could be like I'm sitting in my studio right now this could be even today before I, I went live on my show I spent An hour adjusting lights in the (laughs) studio that I had just last week dialed in the lights perfectly. And yet here I am like, no, it can get better. The quality can get even better or the sound system in our, in our TV room. Like I'm constantly fiddling and tweaking uh, my own like self constantly working on myself. I need to be better. I need to do better. So improve is one for better or worse. Love it.
0: Nothing wrong with that. It's a work's in (laughs) progress. Why not?
2: Sure. Uh, And then number two, the second thing that came up, and this is just a, this is what honestly came up. So I wanted to be transparent is defensive. I know that I can. Yes. It's something I'm working on and I feel like I have, I feel like I have improved to go back to word number one. (laughs) So I'm better now than I was ever many years ago. But I know that um, it's hard for me to take criticism. It's hard for me to take pushback. It's hard for me to uh, hear when people don't like my ideas or oh, okay. have different thoughts. Um, so I know that I can I can be defensive at times.
0: Do you think so, you personalize it? Is that part of what it is?
2: I think sometimes, oh, so, yes, 100% as okay. a creative person, right? I suffer from the same thing all creative people do, which is to be able to differentiate between what i make and who i am so the artist is like if you criticize what i make then you're criticizing me which isn't true but that is how it lands with us um but i also like i've I've been under this delusion my entire life that i know the best way to do things see first word improve like i believe i know the best way to do things so when people have different thoughts about it i have a hard time trusting that i may not know everything Uh, but i'm getting better rochelle
0: no, I, I, yeah, I, I think, <laughs> I think those are good words. And I think, especially in your story, and we may or may not be getting into this in a bit, but you had a period of time where you, you were sort of being attacked for mm-hmm. your thoughts and opinions as they had um, evolved, if you will. And I'm sure that that was a very difficult time.
2: Yeah. Yes.
0: And your third word, Colby. My third
2: word, I chose patience.
0: Oh my gosh.
2: And I, this might be more idealistic than is true, but I, there are some contexts where that's not true about me, but I feel like in, in a lot of contexts, Rochelle, I enjoy practicing patience. So Mm. this could be, this could be out on the driving on the road and Mm -hmm. somebody is very much in a hurry. Like I have no problem letting that person in people cut me off. I don't really care. Um, If I'm gonna go to go back to a grocery store, uh, if I'm in a grocery store and someone's taking a long time in front of me, and they apologize, or the clerk is taking a long time to scan things, and they have, like, I am, I, I don't mind. Like, I it's mm. it's fine with me waiting. I mm. we live in a society that is so anxious to get onto mm-hmm. the next thing, and so I, I, I think, I think patience. I don't know. It's something that I really try to embody, and I think seven and a half times out of 10 and do a, a decent job with it
0: the examples you gave are 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 not ones typically we associate with being able to be patient and the fact that you are is uh inspiring hmm. thank you for that yeah. two truths and a lie i just imagine that you are familiar with this <laughs>
2: two truths and a lie. yes <laughs> okay uh okay so do i just say all three things yeah say all
0: three things okay. and let's have some fun
2: so number one, I have jumped out of an airplane. Number two, I have an embarrassing tattoo on my ankle. And number three, I have webbed toes.
1: Okay.
0: Um, jumped out of an airplane, embarrassing tattoo and webbed toes. Oh my, I don't even know which one to set aside. <laughs> okay. Um gosh, you know what? Here's the funny part. I think they could all be true. All right. I am going to say that you have webbed toes. Why not? And um, and that you do have a, an embarrassing tattoo. And maybe you have never jumped on an airplane. That's what I'm going to say.
2: I, Tell us. <laughs> I do have webbed toes. Congratulations. So your initial <laughs> instinct was correct. I have I have two toes on my left foot that are like fused. They kind of go all the way up and just the ends of them have the little, little nubs of the toe and well, it's just how I was born. So there it is. Um, and I have jumped out of an airplane. Oh! I went skydiving a couple years ago and it was amazing. Highly recommend 10 out of 10. Okay. Um, I do not have any tattoos. My, my oh
0: no tattoos.
2: My body is pure.
0: <laughs> well, I know that your wife has tattoos, so I figured oh, yeah. that yeah. oh you must you maybe you do too. So no uh, she tattoos. I love
2: tattoos and they look amazing on her, but I yes.
0: I've, I've oh never, my goodness. Okay, no tattoos. So that they don't need to be embarrassing or that's not right. embarrassing because right. you don't even have any. Okay, I that's if I a good just one.
2: said I had a tattoo, that wouldn't be good enough. I had to disguise it a little <laughs> bit more.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, the things we do when you're young, right? You've got it permanently there. All right. One of your favorite movies of all time.
2: Yeah, this is easy. Um, the Lord of the Rings. And why? So it's a trilogy as I'm sure your listeners know. Um, mm-hmm. the first Even movie, I know that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you say that, but I don't know that you That's could be a true. fantasy buff. Well, I don't know, my, but...
0: my son required me to watch them all. So I have oh, seen nice. them. I've seen them.
2: Remind <laughs> me to tell your son. Well done. Um, <laughs> But and the first of the 3 Fellowship of the Ring is my is my favorite of of the whole. But the whole thing, um in fact behind me in my studio I've got um this artwork uh of the Shire. Um behind me over there I've got the full DVD selection of the extended versions of the Lord of the Rings. Wow. So um I I'm a I'm a big fan of the work of Tolkien. Uh why is it my favorite? I think in some ways it just it taps into that a uh, um Joseph Campbell, the, the hero's journey, mm-hmm. uh, the, the sort of thing that calls out to you that, that, that beckons you away from the comfort of home, away from the comfort of the shire where the food is warm and the ground is easy to uh, harvest and the friends are, and the laughter runs deep calls you away from that, mm-hmm. inviting you to an adventure, inviting you to maybe consider that there is something out there that you have yet to discover, have let mm-hmm. to learn, have let to figure out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, it's just a beautiful depiction of the hero's journey. I love the characters. I love the love the, the, the whole world um, with the elves and the dwarves and the wizards. And all of it just mm-hmm. makes me really happy.
0: Oh, that's so nice. I like hearing that. I like hearing that. Thank you for sharing. Now, name a person that inspires you.
2: Yeah. So her name is Africa Brook. Oh. So if you're on Instagram, Africa Brook. Yeah. If you're on Instagram at Africa Brook, just standard spelling on both. And she is, um, I believe, she's British, uh, and she's a, a a black woman who inspires me because I live in a world, Rochelle, that is primarily like a, um, a left leaning progressive bubble Mm -hmm. and that's fine. I like my bubble, but I I also like my bubble being burst often because I think there's, you know, to go back to the aforementioned hero's journey, it's comfort and warm and safe in my progressive bubble, but it's not, I don't think ultimately that is, that is how I was made to live was to just settle into this. So anyway, Africa Brook. um, Bursts my progressive bubble constantly in ways that I find are really, really helpful. So she lives from a place of what I consider deep authenticity, where she will speak her mind and her thoughts and her feelings, regardless of if it fits the narrative, regardless of um, if people think that's how a black person should talk or how a woman should talk or how like, uh, so I really her her thoughts on uh, cancel culture and sort of being mm. against this notion that people can should be canceled her. Um, so she just, I love, I love her videos. I love her writing. So check her out, everybody. I will.
0: I, I, I'm definitely going to check her out for sure. Nice. Thank you for sharing that as well. And name a piece of wisdom. you. I know you've got many pieces of wisdom, but name, share one with us today. It's a piece of wisdom you keep handy.
2: I think the one that I rely on more often than not is i'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it
0: <laughs> that is so good so
2: i i will i just the other day i went uh to a pga golf tournament um, round one up at Torrey pine with my brother and you know it's it's san diego so chances are it's going to be high 60s, low 70s. It's going to be mild. It's going to be moderate. And yet I brought a jacket because I get cold really easily and I don't like being cold. And I'd rather have the jacket and not need it. I could just take it off rather than get there and be like, okay, no, it's chilly. I wish I would have had the jacket and yet not have it. So this applies to so many things in my life. I'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it.
0: Yes. Gosh, that resonates with me. I can't tell you how often I have some sort of a sweatshirt or something tied around my waist, mm-hmm. just in case, mm-hmm. just in case, because yeah. Yeah. you just don't know. That's right. That's a good one. Now it's time to take the deep dive where we are going to talk about one of your passions. Now I asked you to be a part of the Believe series, which we started last week i i want to kind of circle around three different questions and i know these are going to be brief and you could you could write books i know on all these what do you believe why do you believe it and how do you live it out is kind of the the, the basic overall arch of this and yeah, what, so, what are your thoughts
2: yeah is there um is there a particular area that you're interested in belief or is it just sort of mm-hmm. wide open tell it's me so something wide open you believe. tell me so something. wide open okay so I choose to believe, and I phrase it like that because I, I do think that belief is a choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I choose to believe that people are doing the best they can mm-hmm. with what they have and with what they've been given and the context in which they were raised mm-hmm. uh, and all the tools that they have, the trauma and or baggage and or pain that they may have endured. I believe that people are doing the best they can.
0: In mm. life. That's a great reminder. Yeah. It really is. I, you know, I will often say, you know, have kids, you've got kids, you know, you've got to meet each one where they're at. Mm. And that some of that thought goes back to what you're saying that, you know, even in your household where you've got mom and dad, and they're all being raised in the same sort of nurture situation. I'm sure you can tell us that our all four were completely different in many ways (laughs) and they need different things from you and their, their approach to life and the way they show up is very different as well. How does, why do, first of all, why do you believe that?
2: Yeah, I I believe that. and, And I should say a caveat to that is it it's, it's probably not even true. Okay. So I believe that people are doing the best (laughs) they can and asterisks. It's probably not true. So there are undoubtedly um, individuals that do know better, but sort of consciously choose to not do better. So they, they, these could be people and, you know, maybe they have, um, maybe they have some mental health problems, challenges uh, or or other, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for other, other neuroses where -hmm. they actually enjoy like causing chaos and pain and harm. So those people exist, but I think on, I think typically the, the person who says that thing that really hurt you Mm. or did that thing that brought about pain or suffering to themselves or to someone else. I think, I think most of the t- time people are are doing their best and they don't, they're not setting out to cause pain. They're not setting out to hurt people. They're not, they're not jerks, right? right? They're just, they're people that, um, who knows what the reason is. They, they might be in their minds improving on the lot that they had given mm, to them. And this mm-hmm. is often, ta- you know, the, the, the cycle of of passing on generational trauma through parents, uh, you know, show me a parent who treats their kids with a type of abuse and I'll show you a, someone mm. who experienced abuse. I mean, this is just mm-hmm. one, one friend of mine says that a job of a parent is to pass on 50% of the garbage that they got. you know, growing up like that. That's it. If you can do like 50%, you're doing pretty good. And so people are doing the best they can with what they have and what they've been given. I choose to believe that even if it's not always true, it still gives me a starting point, a starting posture that allows me to practice understanding, which understanding leads to compassion and compassion leads to love. So even if it's not ultimately true, Even if, yeah, they really are just being awful right now. They're not doing their best. They're not even trying. Even if that's true, I don't probably know that. I may never actually know that. So what I can control is where I come from, the starting place of my heart, the posture of my soul, which is I'm going to treat you as though you didn't mean to, you didn't mean to cause harm. You're not an awful person. You just, I don't know. Maybe no one ever taught you how to say sorry. Maybe no one ever right. modeled for you what it looked like to ask someone how they feel or what they think or get curious about other people. Like Maybe you're not selfish as much as you are, just deeply insecure, and so you don't know how to show interest in other people because you're so consumed with getting your own ego filled. So anyway, there's all ways that that could work out, um, but the reason, I and I nestled it into my sentence of... A few sentences back the reason why i believe this rochelle is because it helps me to practice love towards people mm-hmm. and i get there through understanding which leads to compassion compassion leads to love so mm-hmm. this is part of why i choose to believe that people are doing the best they can with what they have uh, because it allows me a, a gateway to love them even if i don't totally agree with what they're doing
0: right and if even if they're falling short and fill in the blank particularly Mm -hmm. as it pertains to your interactions with them or in their uh, growing forward and going forward I think we see that especially true you know as parents or if you're in any kind of a mentoring role as a teacher or perhaps a pastor or whatever I think that that shows up no doubt on a daily basis. And I certainly would want someone to extend that same thought process to me as well, knowing that I'm doing the best I can. And while it might not be able to meet your needs or wants, this is what I have. And Mm -hmm. this is what I bring. This is who I am right now. So how does that show up in your life? How do you live that out?
2: I think, I think it shows up in my attempt, and this goes back to, I I try to be a patient person. One of the ways this shows up is a real practical thing: is if I don't hear back from people right away, whether it's a text or an email or some other form of communication, I believe they're doing the best they can. Which is to say, I don't think they saw an email and thought to themselves, "Ah, "I'm not going to respond to that. (laughs) That guy's annoying. I'm out. I'm just going to give the benefit of the doubt and assume." man, they're probably juggling a lot right now. Or it might've even gone to spam or maybe they saw it and they typed out a response and never hit that little <laughs> stinking button to send it, which how many times has that happened? And then you go back to communicate and you see the text just sitting there in an unsent manner. And you're like, Oh my yeah. gosh, I'm so sorry. How did this never get sent? Um, so that's one way it shows up is it allows me to, or, or it invites me to give the benefit of the doubt when people Uh, for lack of a better term, let me down. Mm -hmm. When people let me down, when they disappoint me in some way, rather than going to the place of, oh, wow, I guess I was wrong about that person. They're just awful. They're just mean or they're self-centered or they're whatever. um, I slow down and I say, you could think of 27 reasons Mm -hmm. why that happened. Like, and chances are, if you were in their scenario, you would have responded the same way too. You have no idea that the stress they're under, you have no idea the sleep they might not have gotten the night before or the protein bar they forgot to eat. They might just be really hungry. Maybe that's why they responded the way they did. Um, so yeah, this is, these are some of the ways that it it plays out for me.
0: Right. Well, you, you offer a lot of grace and, um, in, in, in a way that, is very very you're very humble. And I don't know. I mean, you didn't choose that as one of your words. That would be kind of probably a weird word to pick about oneself. <laughs> I'm not it sure that be. would go over very be. well. I'm very humble.
2: <laughs> I'm so good at being humble. Yeah.
0: But I would say as an outsider, you you are definitely come across to me as as a very humble individual and I appreciate everything you've said it 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 rings very true to me and it is extending the best possible picture of each person and how they're the best that they're operating as they go through their own life I, I wish more people were like that I wish It would be one of the many things that we taught more in the home, at school, you know, fill in the blank. I mean, wherever that we modeled it more, that we talked about it more, that we lived it out more. I I think the world would, you know, I think it might be a kinder, a kinder, gentler place. Yes.
2: Gosh, I, I I sure think so. I sure think so. I think, and even if I'm wrong, so even if there's an individual who did something that that hurt me or that, that, uh, really boned me out in some way. And let's say I s- start from the position of, okay, they're doing the best they can. Like they didn't, they didn't mean to something else was going on. Um, and let's say a, m- a month or two months down the road, I find out, oh, actually they were just, they were, it was awful. They were just being cruel. <laughs> so let's say that that is the case. What the reason why I try to embody this, this posture is because at least in those two months time guess what wasn't taking up space in my heart? Mm -hmm. It wasn't feelings of hatred or ill will or Mm -hmm. bitterness. I didn't have those things inside my being, which holding those things inside your being is not good for anyone. Mm -mm, Like mm -mm. hatred is a, a, a toxin that you can't just, stick in one compartment of your heart and be like, well, I'm going to harbor it over here for this person or these types of people, but it's not going to affect the other parts of my life. Like, that's not how hatred works. And so it, mm. at least if I end up being wrong, I didn't spend that time oh, gosh. Um, having a, a posture that was going to be negatively detrimental to the rest of my life. At least I l- lived in that time with optimism and hope and compassion, you know roiling around in my being and then if i'm wrong about it i'm like oh okay well then i can deal with it at that point but i'd rather choose the open posture of benefit of the doubt and believe they're doing the best they can
0: right and and obviously that ends up being a healthier the healthiest option for you and then you've afforded this other person um giving them the benefit of the doubt Mm -hmm. and you you never know how that might impact impact somebody by being that way yeah yeah, that's really, really beautiful. I mm. I like that a lot. Thank you. Is there anything you want to share with us in conclusion?
2: Related to what we've talked about or just?
0: It, 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 again, no wrong answers. It's okay. okay.
2: Well, I like it. That's exciting. <laughs> um, hmm. You mentioned in that lovely introduction that I wrote a uh, that my first book was called Unclobber. Is that uh, not correct? And, oh, no, no, no. You're no, you're great. <laughs> <Okay>. Did <laughs> I not get that right? No, I no, no. That. I was just yeah. using that as the anchor point oh, okay. for what I was going to say. Okay, great. I <laughs> so like, oh. I was just uh, basically another way of saying is that speaking of the book that you said that I, yes. that I wrote Unclobber, um, I am have been lately doing a lot of thinking and writing about the concept of Christians who themselves are affirming mm-hmm. uh, which is to say like they they say they believe that LGBTQ people are beloved children of God just like everybody mm-hmm. else um, mm-hmm. I've been doing a lot of thinking and writing lately about individuals who are affirming and yet still participate in and or support non-affirming churches Ooh. and I I have some thoughts and feels about that Ooh. so if any of your listeners, are in that position I'm I'd love to know like why do you stay if people stay um and so if people go to my um my Substack page which is perspectiveshift.co perspectiveshift.co, which is easy to find if you go to my Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, all of that. um, I'm easy to find out there. Perspectiveshift.co. I've been writing about that for the last four weeks about why people say they stay in non-affirming churches, Mm. why I think people should leave. I have a video that I made for parents, especially Mm -hmm. um, inviting parents to consider if you're affirming and you're attending a non-affirming church, imagine one day that your child comes out to you. Like, Wouldn't you rather the story be that you left Years ago when you first became affirming and Mm. then your child knew, like, oh, you're you really are walk or talk walking the walk. Anyway, Mm -hmm. so that's what's on my mind right now. That's what I've been uh writing about lately. So when you say tell us something else, that's yeah.
0: That's an invitation, an absolute invitation. Okay, so I I, follow-up questions. Mm -hmm. Um are you saying that from the pulpit? The pastor or pastors, or somebody has made it known that they are not this is this church is not an affirming church. Mm-hmm. Or are you saying that maybe it's never talked about, but maybe on the website, or I don't know, or <laughs> there's so many options yeah, in this one. Yeah. Or maybe it's a murky gray area, and we should perhaps the onus is on us to to make sure that if we are affirming that we are yeah. attending and participating in a non-affirmed. So we've got multiple choices. there.
2: Great, great question. Um, yes. So some churches are very clear on their stance, which is to say, we believe that marriage is just for one man and one woman. We believe that uh, homosexuality is a sin. We believe that if you're gay, some churches are like, you need to go to therapy and be ungay, which is, is not a thing it's not real um or they would say if you're gay you have to be celibate for your whole life so that would be like the clear churches who are what i might say anti lgbtq Mm -hmm. um i i doubt many people who are themselves affirming attend churches that are like that actively that blatant yeah right the bigger category are churches that i would say are open but not affirming which is to say you go to their website and their website's like all are welcome here. We love everybody. Like no imperfect people allowed or some other, some other catchy saying that communicates that like, we love everyone and everyone can come. But the closer you get to the Holy of Holies to use a biblical analogy, the closer you get to leadership or get to that like membership part where there's the sign on the dotted line, like you realize, Oh, but at the end of the day, they don't want you to be gay. Like they're, You can't mm-hmm. get married here. The pastors won't marry you. Okay. You can't serve in leadership here. You certainly could never be on staff here. So they're open. Yeah, everybody's welcome, but it's a bait and switch because then Got once it. you get involved, Got then it. it's a, oh, yeah, 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 but hold on. That's not God's best for you. You can't live in that sin. A lot of churches take that stance. They're not clear about their position because they don't want to appear bigoted. They don't want to appear judgmental. They don't want to... They don't want to be honest about their anti-LGBTQ position because they don't want people to see that they're anti towards anybody. Right. So they don't publish it. They don't They try not to talk about it. And in those churches, you have, I would argue, a lot of people who themselves are affirming Christians and who think, oh yeah, my church, is, they, 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 love, they love everybody. And they don't ever talk about that. To those people, I would say, if your church isn't clear about being mm. affirming, If the church isn't clear about their embrace and celebration of LGBTQ people, 99% of the time, that's because they are not affirming.
0: So it's almost a don't ask, don't tell
2: kind of thing. It is 100% a don't ask, don't tell. (laughs) If your church isn't on the website, if they aren't, like, if you don't have queer people serving or otherwise, like, shown, like, hey, like, here's this, like, all over, if it's not clear that the church is affirming, then they're not affirming. You can, you can- almost be certain of that. So then to the person who's affirming but still attending that church, you asked, you know, is there some sort of responsibility to stay there and to help move the church? And I think occasionally that is a real thing. Occasionally mm-hmm. churches do shift, churches do move, churches do have leaders that themselves become affirming and then move the church through. That does happen occasionally. Mm-hmm. Most of the time um it doesn't go that way. And so people end up like staying, thinking they can be a cause for change. And this is just, I'm just telling you like what I've experienced through interacting with people for the last 10 years on this is people stay and it's just banging their head against the brick wall. Like nothing ever Mm. changes. Then they eventually leave the church and they think, God, I wish I should have done that two years ago because clearly, clearly nobody here was really open to the conversation. Nobody really here was interested in changing. Um, And in the meantime, you've, you know, that person has, supported a church that ultimately I think has has chosen the wrong side of a, of an issue that is at the heart a, a matter of justice so but look that's coming from um in many ways a very privileged perspective because not only do I have access to a progressive Christian church but I currently lead one and that, that is sense. not that is not true for everybody right so the in the last few weeks that's most of the correspondence I've gotten is yeah cool what you're saying is great and all Colby but I live in, you know, X, Y, Z city and there's nowhere, like there's no affirming churches for right. 25 miles. So what am I supposed to do? And I, I can sympathize with that. Um, But I, I think you still have some options.
0: Well, and the reason I started this kind of the way I did was I, I don't remember the sentence you used, but it was sort of like the parents of, mm. and that's would be kind of where I'm coming from with grown children. Mm. So when I gave you sort of the three options, I think I was thinking of it more from a personal point of view, uh, you know, as those of us who have gay children, you know, what is our responsibility, so to speak, of, of where we go and sort of the three different things that I outlined, I I, I can well imagine that um, gay people in particular are not going to go to an openly hostile church that is, yeah. you know, very, eh, 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 you know, fear based, mm-hmm. shame based, all of that. So, any additional thoughts for us, parents?
2: Again, I think we have we we have limited time, we have limited energy as humans, we have limited resources, we have limited bandwidth, and the amount of heavy lifting it would take to at all move a church like that you just described <laughs> is so Herculean that it, at some point it's like, what did Jesus is like casting pearls before a swine? It's mm. like, I, you know what? My energies can best be spent elsewhere somewhere else, rather than this Sisyphean quest of pushing this boulder up this hill. That's just going to continue to fall down right. on me every time. Um, sometimes I think we just need to shake the dust off our feet and move on.
0: Absolutely. And I, I, you know, I don't know how much of an experience uh, other parents out there have in this arena. Mm-hmm. I mean, I only know what I've been through, and I would say um, the handful of churches that I've been to here in our town of San Diego, city of San Diego, have been either murky or affirming, not blatantly yeah. not affirming, yeah. if that's yeah. a thing. I think yep. that there's a lot in the the gray and the murky. Like you'd mm-hmm. have to kind of wade through it to sort of get to Mm -hmm. the bottom of it all right
2: yeah you don't really have to i mean yes i hear what you're saying about waiting but you can just ask Ask. the pastor and if they (laughs) if their response is well let me get back to you on that or yeah let's grab coffee and talk about that like anything other than oh yeah no we totally affirm lgbtq people then you know your answer right there (laughs) Like it's just it's so clear
0: right well, there's still uh, clearly a lot of work to be done in this area, and I applaud your efforts, your book, and I—I I called it unclobbered, as in past tense. Unclobber, oh, did you? I Look, did in my show. No, it's all good.
2: Eighty percent of people do. I didn't even notice it anymore. I kid <laughs> okay. you not. If you go to Amazon and start typing "unclo," it will finish unclobbered because. That well, is so what many every, people do that. That is what everybody thinks it's called. I kid you not. I, my wife and I have just accepted that's its actual yeah, title because more people call it that than don't. And then,
0: then don't. Well, and I <laughs> and when I think of it, you know, the title. I, I like the act of undoing something that's been done. Yeah, do you know what yeah, I'm saying? Totally. Okay. And especially after
2: you've read it, you feel like I, it's, I've been on, it feels like a past tense event. I am now on the other side of that. Exactly.
0: And I I just really want to say that I, I love the way that God used just different little things to cross our paths, you Mm -hmm. know, the, the different articles in our local newspaper and, and your book and, and then our subsequent conversations and uh, interactions that we had to, really bring me to this place of feeling um, great honor and respect to ask you to come on the show and share share some of your, your thoughts with us. I'm, you know, to say I'm grateful just feels like a pittance to me. So whatever the big word for that is, I, I am, I'm putting that big word out there and I'm going to be sure that we've got all your contact info, because I think these are conversations we need to continue to have I would love to continue to to pick your brain on all kinds of of great topics surrounding all of this because, uh, you know, like so many, I'm, 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 I don't know, know, I'm probably mostly done with my deconstruction and I think it's been sort of disillusionment. Mm. And now I I feel like I'm really, you know, putting it to get back together in a really grand way. And I will shout out to my Gary of Voxology podcast who has done a tremendous job of, um, you know, helping those of us who feel like, ah, where do I fit in? Where do I fit in? Um, And then of course you and Kate, an open, welcome, inviting space you created with the church. And are you guys back to Virch Church? Because, you know, are you guys back to that?
2: Yeah, we, we a couple of weeks ago we went back to Virch. so we're doing okay. that at least for a few more Sundays, and okay, we'll, we'll see where the, the,
0: you may see uh, me there. Okay, uh, well that I'll sounds great, to... Colby. I'm so grateful. Let's let's keep the conversation going, and I, I I would be so interested to continue to support and encourage and follow up with you in terms of this new writing you're doing. I don't know if it's going to be a book or not. It might be, maybe. I don't, I don't know. know.
2: Book I don't know. sounds we'll really see. hard right now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Because you do have a second book called, is it The, the Shift? Shift? Yeah. The Shift.
2: Or See, Shifted. We can call it whatever you want. Oh,
0: past tense. <laughs> okay. Back to past tense. I love it. Well, thank you for all this time that you've yeah. spent with us today. I'm very, uh, very grateful.
2: Thank well, you. humbled to be invited and I'm honored by your gratitude. It's oh, a gift. Thanks, Thank Michelle. you.
0: Appreciate your time. All, all right, right, call me. Thanks. Bye-bye. Most of us believe we only get one life, and what we do with it is the gift of being here. While Colby is in the process to improve, he has the opportunity to lead a group of people toward full-stop love and acceptance. Isn't it a far better choice to err on the side of treating other people, everyone in fact, the way we want to be treated?
1: The Unabashed You website has a page for each guest filled with photos, quotes, and a blog with embedded audio at unabashedyou.com. You can find the show on other podcast platforms. Want to lend your support and encouragement? We invite you to subscribe, follow, rate, review, and share. On Instagram and Facebook, you can find us under unabashedyou. If you want to connect, the email is unabashedyou at gmail.com for questions, comments, and anything else. If you want to be part of our weekly emailing list highlighting the week's episode, give us a shout. We'd be happy to add you, and your info will never be shared. Website visits, social media, and word of mouth in sharing these episodes makes us discoverable, so thanks for your support there. We want these conversations to help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. Be encouraged as you continue to listen, read, and be inspired.
0: And now our blessing. May you take this life you've been given and be grateful for it. May you heal the parts that need to be whole and all the while love until your last breath. Amen. Go be unabashed, be you.